0: Things we dig, oh yes, it's things we dig, and you might
1: too. All right, listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Things We Dig podcast. As always, I am the other Chris. Hey, hey, it's Alex. What's up, everyone? This is Steve. What's up? It's Dave. Hey, friends, Chris Fig, ready to dig. All right, guys, this week I wanted to talk about the HBO series White Lotus just ended its second season. But before we get into that talk, I wanted to do a quick lightning round of your favorite HBO series. And uh, I'm going to start off with mine first. And even though the ending was kind of shitty, Game of Thrones.
0: Mm, Solid, solid pick. Very good. I am going with the beautiful three season long The Leftovers. Amazing. Solid choice. Amazing show.
2: One is the uh, comedy classic "Curb Your Enthusiasm"? Oh, nice! Damn, oh, hell nice. yeah!
0: Cue that music.
3: Classic pick. Well, um, I'm gonna go ahead and throw Entourage out there.
4: Oh, okay. Ooh, another Very classic good. one. Johnny Chase. I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the the dark comedy series "Righteous Gemstones." Dude. Oh, hell
1: yeah, man! Nice, <laughs> nice, good choice, <laughs> dude. All solid choices, my friend. But friends. Let's get into uh, talking about the White Lotus, what we're all here for. Been hearing about the show a lot at like work and stuff. And Steve had talked about it a few times on the pod and just wasn't on my radar at all. And then he convinced me to watch it. And goddamn, dude, I was blown away. It's amazing. Just the writing on the show is really good. It feels almost too real at times. Like I was talking with my coworker about it. Like some of the arguments people have or the uncomfortable situations they are in in—they're so well-written and relatable where like some shows people argue and it's so over the top and not done right that uh, it just blew me away. And then the storyline with like the mystery murder strewn through the whole thing, I'm really
0: digging it and super stoked that they're going to continue the series. So what are your guys' thoughts on it? Dude, I mean, you kind of nailed it. It, I don't want to call it a soap opera, but it's a perfectly done soap opera. It's got all the all the notes of drama, but very well done, beautifully written. It's like you really feel the cringe in some of those awkward moments between characters, and and I think immediately season one kind of drew me in and the characters. And you know, shout out to Steve; he was the one saying us to watch this, and and it took me a while as well, but after after that, we were we were sucked in and just blasted through the two seasons.
3: I kind of like how how you were saying, Chris, how it does feel real, but you see it from like so many different walks of life. They're at these like really nice resorts um that where you know you have to have money to stay at so the, a lot of the people staying there are rich but then you have like the hotel staff and you have other people as well that are just around and so you have all walks of life and just to see how they intertwine everybody's stories through these episodes and it just builds and builds and builds like with at the ending of each episode it leaves you a little bit wanting more and so it's like it was just a fun ride for each season honestly
4: Yeah, agreed with everything you guys are saying. And the way they handle, there's a ton of characters, as you're saying, Dave, and how you're not really bored with any of their arcs. And their arcs, uh, you know, somewhat overlap. Some characters maybe never really cross paths until later in the season. But just how they handle all of the characters. And these are, as you guys mentioned, like people with money. So they're, they're kind of unlikable, but at the same time you can't stop watching them because you're just like, all right, what shit are they going to get into now? And I think the the writers and just the the show creators just did a really good job hounding all of the characters and just visually too it's such a beautiful like shot show. You know, the places they're staying, you know, these resorts are just some of the best, you know, places you would want to stay. So yeah, kudos to the creators, man. Just uh making a well done two two season show.
2: Yeah, for sure. And that creator is Mike White, who also wrote. I think I told you guys before, but Orange County, School of Rock, Nacho what? Libre. Oh shit! Dude, yeah, dude, I did not know super
3: that. cool,
4: dude. has Mike some Hangers, Ned, Shnively. Mike White, Lotus. <laughs> so, do you think we're gonna get Jack Black in any of these uh, uh, upcoming seasons, man? That'd be awesome. Jack Black and White awesome. Lotus. I, I, uh-huh. heard Sarah
3: Sil- I heard Sarah Silverman might jump on, but no, shit. no Jack Black.
4: Yeah. I
0: mean, season three, we'll find out. But Orange County, you just blew my mind right there. Did he like take a huge break after writing Orange County and was like, didn't do that? Because that movie is super underrated. was a great film. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, yeah, I mean, like we've been talking about, there's two seasons of this show out with a third uh, for sure on the way. Do you guys have a preference between the seasons? For me, I... I watched season one, was hooked, loved it, uh, got my wife hooked on it too. I watched season two and while watching season two, I was kind of like, damn, they've stepped it up a little bit. This is better. But I think in retrospect, I I did enjoy the first season more, man. It was, they're both really good. It's like, you know, like choosing between two fucking tens, but uh, the first one got me just, I think, mainly
3: because of Armand.
2: Right. And definitely two different tones though, right? The first one is definitely more lighthearted while the second one is way, way darker.
3: The second one makes you feel a lot more uncomfortable, you know, when it comes to like relationships and oh, stuff.
2: Yeah. yeah. But
3: um, exactly like you guys said, I, I liked them both so much, but they're so different. But um, the first season, dude, just had me like laughing so much that it was I I would have to go just leaning a little bit more towards the first season.
4: Yeah, I would say, uh, from what you guys are saying, season two just kind of threw you in the mix of just you know again, shitty people in in these shows that you can't help but to, like want to keep watching, and that's why I would say season two maybe gravitated to me a little bit more because I I I watched it, I binged it, and pretty much in like a day and a half you know it was just one saturday and sunday just watching it season one is great too as well and a lot of characters i love steve zahn is like one of my favorite actors oh, he's yeah. just so funny as a comedian um but season two i just i couldn't stop watching it'd be like saturday at like 1 30 in the morning i'm like fuck all right just 20 more minutes of this next episode then end up being up to like 3 a.m. So I'd say season two, though, season one is great. Season two just, uh, just hit me in the gut a little bit harder. But I think season one is, gets a, a bonus for having a
2: Sydney Sweeney, huh? Oh, whoa, yeah.
0: Whoa, are we, are we disrespecting Aubrey Plaza right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, she's all right. Why? I mean, <laughs> no, but like you were saying, Chris, what was it, Armand? Yes, it's Armand. Uh, dude, he, <laughs> oh my God, man. He was like my favorite character. So fucking bummed in the end. It was like, a, you know, beautiful tragic ending. But goddamn, dude, he was like the it, dude. It was funny. I just think the scene where he like finally talked to that busboy and he's like, "I want to get you naked. What do I got to do?" Dude, then there <laughs> it was just like railing lines of ketamine and yeah, off. I know. Oh, <laughs> um, but all in all, all the characters, everything was great. Season one and two, it's hard to pick, but. Uh, Season one might have been my favorite, but it was really tough.
3: I was going to say, dude, Armand, his accent made everything so much better. Yeah, too, dude. It was like
0: uh, New Zealand or, or <laughs> Yeah, maybe.
3: like a little Kiwi uh, yeah, accent yeah, going yeah. on. Oh, dude, he was <laughs> And great. I loved how it. he was so... in. And in, uh, I was trying to say, sorry, I was on mute, but it's kind of funny too, just that they're in these resorts. And maybe the Hawaiian one was a little bit more relatable, but just us all having the Vegas background, we've all worked at it resorts on and off you know and so it's like kind of funny just this like having worked with hotel at hotels oh, and yeah. like knowing that side of the staff like we've all met that dude who Armon is you know and when you just see him start to lose it i love when he says that when he well I, I forget what he says like exactly but when he's like uh when i when i tend to go off the rails I tend to come, like, you know, or whatever. He's like, I go all out of sorts or whatever.
0: Inhibited. inhibited, And
3: inhibited. inhibited. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: And then like Alex said, when he throws that shit out to Dylan and he's sitting there and you're just thinking, he's like, what? Going to be like, what the fuck? And he's just totally down. He just pulls out the ketamine, dude. (laughs) Wild Wild. times.
0: Wild.
1: Dude, as that scene goes on, there's just more and more and more people in the office partying and you're like, this is... There's no way this doesn't explode in his face, dude. That this was the be best. Crazy. That was the best
3: Shit. ever, dude. They just did not give a fuck. <laughs>
1: another moment i love with him is when he uh, is getting the boat for shane he's like yeah it's got it got you a nice romantic boat it's gonna be great and he's got tanya's fucking throwing your mom's ashes in the ocean <laughs> yeah, oh my dude. god and he just him. doesn't give a fuck you're like you know this is not
2: gonna end well like just stacking the chips up like this is all gonna fall eventually but fuck it man when he's questioning like steve zahn like Making the move on him and Steve Zahn's reactions is hilarious. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. What does He's that like, feel do like? He's like, out? would you like to death? <laughs>
0: <laughs> For a split second, I thought this show was going to take a turn that he I was going to, that they were going to do some shit. But, but it was just funny how the show does that. How it almost, it makes you think something's going to happen. You're well, not sure. And,
3: you know. and then sometimes it does happen. So you're like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Then you're like, what? You yeah, imagine... like when she opened the door and he's just eating Dylan's ass ass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> dude.
1: God. Do you also imagine like the, the dude Shane's story at the end of all of it? Like, I
3: caught a guy shitting in my suitcase and stabbed him in the fucking
1: chest, yeah, dude.
3: Fucking a, man. <laughs> dude, and then also just like the flip side of the dynamic of uh, Shane and his wife, Rachel, And how shitty that is, because I mean, like just knowing there really are like people out there that are like that, dude. And so it's like, and like you said, it's so real. And to see her and like how she just realized she'd made such a big mistake and that dude just doesn't ever even acknowledge it. He's just like, whatever, she'll get over it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, man, that guy has quite the story for sure. That guy was trying to one up him left and right. Armand was partying a little too hard, said, fuck it, went to take a shit in his suitcase, dude. (laughs) And I love that they show him like actually shitting. I was actually wondering, like, was he really shitting? Probably Hi, not. right? Yeah. But...
1: <laughs> Great CGI. If so, uh, so we've been talking a lot about Armand right now. Do so you guys have any other favorite characters from the show or ones that just blow your fucking mind with how
2: ridiculous they are? I do like Jennifer Coolidge's character, Tanya. Uh, I'm glad she is like the reoccurring character for the next season. Uh, I don't know something about her. It's just, she's just hilarious. Um, Especially when we get into season two, she's really funny. But uh, what I like about this show is also a lot of it's just like eat the rich. And uh, especially with a lot of movies that came out in 2023, like The Menu and Glass Onion. And that's just a theme that White Lotus tackles really well. Jennifer Coolidge, right? Great. Second season, I think she even shined even better.
0: Like when I found out she was coming back the second season, I was like, of all the characters we bring back, really? But she really, really shined even more in the second season. I was really impressed. Yeah, dude, Stifler's mom, man, she was <laughs>
1: great in this. Uh, I agree with Steve, like her character, she, she plays it so well, especially when you see her in an interview like right now about the show to see like how not that person, ditzy, dumb, rich lady. Like she plays it so well in the situation she gets herself into and uh, it's written so well, too, that I love it. And then, yeah, you extend into the second season where she's got her assistant with her Porsche with the most ridiculous fucking fashion sense of all time. And <laughs> I, I love where her story goes. I'm curious to see if they tie her into season three and and, then how that will be.
3: Dude, I have to lean heavy once again to the hotel manager. This time in season two, I thought Valentina was awesome. I thought her character was so cool and uh, just how she dealt with people, you know, and I I mean, I feel like it was kind of cultural too, just being Italian and stuff like that. But she was so stern and stuff all the time. And I kind of liked seeing how they did that in both seasons with people that are in those positions where they're constantly having to, you know, show up and say like be there and be happy and be very professional in these positions that i'm sure they've worked very hard their entire career to get to that point and so it's funny like knowing you're gonna see them start to fucking slip a little bit dude i hope they do that again in season three with who's ever in that position but yeah just uh i really enjoyed her she was a lot more put together than Armand was for sure but um she was a very interesting character once again
1: I did not see her character. I caught me by surprise too. Like at first when with the hotel lobby and I thought she was just like you said, very stern, very strict. I didn't, get that she was into that girl at all until obviously she asked her out for drinks and the brooch and everything and you're so heartbroken for her and then she bangs a prostitute and has like the greatest night of her life and she's got like the, <laughs> the win of the season almost i feel like i mean the prostitutes as well but she yeah. reminded me of uh what was the son in the first season he seemed like the, the winner of that quinn season. dude yeah quinn who stayed behind he kind of escaped mm-hmm. his family's materialism and and she felt like one of the winners of this season i am like oh you maybe have found that you can be comfortable with yourself and find love or whatever.
3: Right. One thing I did like from the first season, man, where once again, like they, they touch on a lot of deep topics and it is like eat the rich, like the, that family and kind of how out of touch they are with just being that wealthy and stuff. And then they have that friend Paula who's with them and it just kind of evolves and you see like how weird her relationship is with her friend, uh, Sydney Sweeney's character Olivia. And it's like just a weird ass relationship. But uh, the one thing that was like, so kind of just like fascinating to me man was like Paula seeing that family and feeling a certain type of way about like, you know, privilege, I guess, and stuff and just their wealth. And then uh, her boyfriend who she meets Kai or not boyfriend, but this dude she meets at the hotel who she starts having rendezvous with and she convinces him to steal a bracelet that literally to these people won't mean shit if they lose it, but it's $75,000 value, which could change him and his family's life. And, you know, they, she convinces this guy who otherwise never would have ever committed a crime, you know, to do this. And he fucking gets caught, dude. And they don't touch on it at all after that. And I really like that. I know um, I talked with Alex a little bit about that off camera at one point, but how uh, they kind of leave that open for you to interpret like what happened. And I think... it that probably fucking ruined that dude's life, man, to be honest. Like that has to be a pretty serious offense to steal something of that that much value in a hotel setting at your job on top of that like
1: well I think not just that but the fact that he like assaulted them and the the physical altercation and stuff like that you assaulted a woman Dude, that's armed good point. robbery Fuck. like that's gonna make it uh, this escalates it further I agree I think that he got caught up for a girl and ruined probably ruined his entire fucking life or at least the next you know five to ten years of his life are
4: over Right. I would say one of my favorite characters uh from season two, and not for obvious reasons, but Lucia, um, just her story arc and how she kind of kind of crossed paths with like everyone and just her her story. And you guys were saying Valentina, you know, got the win. I would say she got the win too as well. Cause at the end, she got a she played Albie for a fool. We all saw it coming, you know. Dude, yeah, And you know, at the end, I just you know, you you kind of were glad because obviously she's in a situation. Whether she got in that situation on her own or made some bad decisions in life, it almost seemed like her and her friend at the end kind of had that like happy ending story where they're like, oh, maybe we don't have to do this. Maybe we don't have to, you know, be with these men that really don't want our attention other than what. we're going to offer them so and then she was also a funny character very likable you enjoyed seeing her on the screen and just her her chemistry with all the characters i thought was really well done Yeah, yeah she she was great i agree she she killed it and was was pretty
0: much involved with almost a lot of different characters so whether or not you know she was the mastermind behind mastermind behind the whole thing who knows but i like how it made it seem like
2: a happy ending for her yeah. She seems like a really good actress, Lucia. Uh, the real name is Simona Tabasco. And I know it's kind of cool. Like I know she had a, a Tabasco pepper tattoo on one of the scenes, so I assume that's one of her real oh, tattoos.
4: yeah. Interesting.
2: I know. That
3: is a cool name. One thing that I did really enjoy about both of these uh, seasons as well, and I think a little bit more, I mean, both beautiful locations, but just the way they shoot these seasons and especially in Italy, man, it just looked like everything looked so beautiful and like made me just want to fucking jump into the screen and walk around. You know what I mean? Like they do such a good job of capturing that. And then also almost making you feel like you are there,
4: you know? Yeah, I would agree, man. It's a place where you're like, damn, like just them eating simply breakfast or like the the restaurant. You're like, damn, there's just like I, like I mentioned before, some of the most beautiful places you want to visit. One other
1: character i have to bring up is jack and he the, i feel like his actor played him really well too like he kind of catches you off guard as this dude and then you slowly see the cracks within him and when like the jig is up he turns so fast from being this fun guy to being like this mean like menacing mm-hmm. evil character and to see him and Porsche's interaction and like she had wished for that earlier in the season she said like i want to meet a guy who like doesn't care about social media and lives his life on the fly and blah 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 and then like she gets what she wanted and it's a typical case of like, be careful what you wish for, man.
0: Yeah. That was a wild situation. You always felt, you felt like something was up, but you didn't quite know. And then you, it's like you find pieces and you're still in, in the dark. Just like they are, like that's what I almost loved about the acting. Like they're you're you're in the dark just as much as they are. That you really don't know what's happening until the very end. Like the entire time, you have your suspicions, but you're so confused. Even when he was like kidnapping her, you were like, "What the fuck?" He was like, "Everything's cool. We're fine. No worries." Until the very end, for sure, it was fucked
3: up that um uh, her boss, dude Tanya, didn't tell her when she saw supposedly his uncle having sex with him, you know, mm, like, yeah, that should have been a big red flag. She, like, right felt there. Kind that of bad, yeah.
0: She almost told her like, she almost told her, but then she's like, ah, uh, like yeah. she felt so uncomfortable.
3: As soon as she like woke up, dude. And she's like, where's my phone? Like I had it charging here. My charger's here. And he was yeah. like, no, you don't just go back to sleep and holding her. I was like, dude, human trafficking. Here we go. You know, like obviously um, we don't, think about it as much as men, but like being even just watching it and uh, how they make you feel like those feelings, they bring out those emotions, but like, you're just like, fuck, I hope this character isn't just gonna completely kill, you know, die or get sent into sex trafficking or whatever now. And, uh yeah dude they just a lot of that like chris was saying dude that uncomfortableness of like those feelings of doubt and it's so funny to see that evolve in the second season and aubrey plaza too i don't think we've mentioned her she she's i feel like the last a lot of these roles over the years that i've seen her in especially since parks and rec man like especially in these serious roles she does such a good job man she's a really good actress and um just seeing that opening scene where they're kind of sitting at the table and she's like, this dude's a douchebag," and they're that typical couple who are just kind of talking out their ass and they're probably unhappy or whatever. And to see those dynamics kind of change and evolve over time. And you see like, they're not as perfect as what they're trying to see. And maybe they were like a little bit in denial themselves, but to see those like roles kind of reverse over time, over kind of just a lack of communication too between her and him and seeing how she gets that paranoia and then how it shifts from almost like, is she playing games with him to give him that jealousy and paranoia now? And it's like, just those stupid games, dude. And they did such a good dance of, are they really doing that to each other? Or are they misinterpreting these little, tiny little things, you know, that's starting to drive them crazy. And they did such an, a great job with that, man. Like, it was very interesting.
1: Do you guys think that they did? I don't know. I feel like I
4: left it up to our Maybe, dude, I'd say so. <laughs>
3: it drives me crazy it drives me crazy thinking about it right now i don't like it dude
4: <laughs> when I, uh when I, Ethan's I, in the room and he like it like reimagines like it happening yeah like i don't know it's like you know just that situation like he's watching from the ocean them and just cam Just such a fucking douchebag dude <laughs> like yeah. you know again a person you 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 hate, but you, I can't stop watching this guy. He's such a douchebag. I hope he gets what he deserves. And it, and it's kind of
3: weird, like knowing that too, like these dudes were friends in college and even in college, it seems like that cam dude was kind of like kept that other guy in his place. Yeah. To hear him even say like, "Oh, any girl I was ever interested in, he made sure to go and have sex with them before I could," you know, it was like that was the the power he could hold over him. The second you heard that too, I mean, they were foreshadowing it the entire from the very get go, dude. So I I thought it was gonna happen, and because they left it up to us, I only honestly have to assume I feel like it it happened, dude. You but I'm not sure
1: with them in the room i wonder if maybe they did only just kiss like she said and but with him and the wife at the end i think they definitely banged because in his mind she did it and he wanted like to get even with her so like the first one maybe they did maybe they didn't go further i i can't say for sure but when he followed her to that like
0: rock cove or whatever like they for sure banged
1: back there man
0: oh yeah or got some sloppy toppy at the least mm-hmm. yeah i liked that they the fact that you didn't know and, and maybe the door was locked and she pretty much admitted it. That if he didn't walk up, they probably would have kept going. So, maybe they just kissed. But just the unknown. Like, I love the writing of this show is that they leave it to your imagination. Where it's so obvious that you think they did it, but you're like, I don't know. I, and we we never will know. I mean, in all fairness, they should have just called the
3: two hookers back and all partied together, right? And then they would have been even. A man can dream, right? No, i kidding. <laughs> hey, Fig, I was going to ask earlier, too, what were those obvious reasons <laughs> for liking Lucia? <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's fucking
3: dude, hot,
4: man. Two of them,
0: man? Two obvious reasons? She's a uh, muy caliente. <laughs> no, nah, she was.
3: Dude, she was uh, very. Uh, you could say muy caliente Tabasco hot, even.
1: Dude, uh, one other thing I got, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about it, is the opening song. It's so good, man. It's so fucking catchy and good. Like me and my wife, literally, when it comes on, we just fucking wiggle and do a weird ass fucking dance. Like, oh my god, it's hilarious. And then when you like, they play weird like tiny renditions of it during the show, during you know like strange moments or peak moments. Uh, It's just very well done, and it's one of the shows where like Peacemaker, which we've covered on the pod,
0: you cannot skip the intro. You just it's you don't do it. Peacemaker, bro. That's a perfect example, man, where I never skipped the intro. And I think my <laughs> wife was just like, this is so dumb. And I was like, but that's why it's perfect. Like, it's just so... It's the best. Like, uh, But yeah, I think I kind of, I liked the second season song. It was like a nice twist on it. But the first season, the first season was beautiful. Do we know, we got to know who, I always was trying to figure out who scored that, who made that, uh, who made the music for that. Producers will get to us on that one really quick. Yeah,
3: I'm not sure. But do you guys, here's a question for you guys. Shane from season one, he totally probably got off with that shit, right? With the amount of money he has and stuff. And then considering that Armand was like out of his mind on drugs, they were probably going to argue. I My brain went to, this dude's going to get... Crazy representation because he's so fucking rich. And then I thought of the situation, everything leading oh, up to was him like shitting and trespassing in that. the room. Yeah, yeah, but it's like fine. it's just like I man, think he got
2: away with it already in the the show, right? I mean, he was at, he the, was airport at the airport. Just, yeah. yeah, he
1: let him go. Yeah, I think you're I was right. He, open he, he was open and close. Yeah. self defense for all the reasons mm-hmm. he just listed of like crazy, drugged out dude, fucking in my room, shitting in my suitcase, sneaking
3: around. I loved his character arc so much, dude, Armand. That was the best.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Shane at the beginning of season one when he's at the airport and the couple's like, how was your trip? And he's like, just leave me the fuck alone. You're like, you know, some shit (laughs) went down. So I like that they started it with that. So we've had two awesome seasons of this show. And the rumor is that
1: season three is going to take place in Kyoto, Japan so sure you guys are all
3: stoked for that probably you especially steve yeah i was gonna Uh, say we got our japan connection on the (laughs) pod here you have a delay of the land man you got any idea
2: did they announce the hotel i know you were kind of saying maybe you might have some idea where it could be no i'm kind of curious because hawaii was in a uh, four seasons i'm not sure what the hotel was in the uh, sicily season uh, This one could be like an additional four seasons. There is one in Kyoto or it could be like a Ryokan, which is like a Japanese style with like the tatami mats and stuff, which is a big thing in Kyoto. So it could go that style, which would be really cool. Just a cool like to see the whole Japanese architecture and that Japanese style in. Uh, But yeah, super excited for that just to see, as you said, the lay of the land, see what I recognize. I spent a lot of time right down the road. So damn. That's excited awesome. for that. I was going to say, I'm curious to see if this will take place after season two,
1: before, where in the timeline, and if Tanya will be a part of it or not. Because uh,
0: they'd leave it open for her to be there. You know what I mean? That'd be cool. I, I mean, I hope they continue on the theme of bringing somebody from the past show. And then, of course, the idea of it's starting out with somebody dying. Right. So it's or like a murder mystery in a sense.
2: Portia could be on it maybe to tie it to her. That could yeah. go that route as well. They're also supposed to bring back uh Connie Britton who was Steve Zahn's wife in that first one. Oh. Uh she was supposed to be on the second season but something didn't work out. I don't know with their story or with the casting for that. So they said they were going to try that again in the third season. Interesting. Oh, very okay. cool.
3: It is it is cool too cuz a lot of them have like pretty influential roles or like prominent careers. Like what was she exactly again in the first season? I forget.
1: Uh, she was like a businesswoman. She was woman. some type was of always CEO on business or businesswoman. Yeah. And she was always calling with like Japan or China, wasn't she? Because like the weird...
0: Yeah, China. It was, China. It was China. Uh, China. She spoke Mandarin. I'm trying. I don't know if you guys watch, but at the end of HBO, if you if you go to the end, they always do a behind the scenes. And that's I fucking love HBO for that reason, too, is that all their shows, they do a behind the scenes after every show, to my knowledge. And it's just had the guy at the end of the season, the, the director, Mike White um talk about his plan you know how the first one the first one was a theme the second one was very sexual and the third one he said was going to have he already kind of gave you an idea of what the theme was going to be and i think you know it's just very exciting to to do that and i love shows seasons that each season is a different story they don't have to connect you could have started with white lotus season 2 And been just fine and then gone back and watched season one and it would have been even even better because you're like oh shit that same character so really excited for that maybe he'll end it with the third season i think that's kind of a nice goldilocks zone for shows
4: three seasons but he could keep it going season three is supposed to be 2024 or do we know yet an estimated i don't
1: believe we know but this one was a year in between seasons so stay hopeful that is the
3: the beauty of the show though too alex is like we don't i mean they they had one character that was uh carried over into this season and it didn't matter to your point that like you even knew who she was like yeah uh you could watch each season season separately and so it's like i like how he's like loosely tying it together and it makes you wonder if it will have a payoff in the end uh with these characters coming back but i do like that each season's a whole new setting new characters for the most part and i feel like as long as they have good writing they can keep it
2: going for a while for sure if you did watch the uh, second season first the only problem with doing that would be you're not going to like greg at all in the first Oh time. yeah i know you'd see that <laughs> yeah.
0: which would be cool right like you look back and you're like this motherfucker dude and
2: i think watching the first season i also thought that he might have Been the one to die, but it might might have been a little bit too obvious because he's kind of sick, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What if we'll see him get his comeuppance in season three? Yeah. I thought, dude, I thought he had AIDS at first, to be
1: honest.
3: I thought that was going to be some weird little twist (laughs) in the season. Like, oh, this guy is dying of AIDS.
0: (laughs) Everyone has
3: AIDS.
0: (laughs) AIDS, 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 AIDS.
3: AIDS is not funny, but that song is great cinematography great writing all across the board like i i don't see many flaws in these series dude like you were saying chris it's almost like comparing two tens they're just different from each other so hopefully that trend continues because these are great amazing shows
1: yeah man it's definitely a great talk with you guys about the show and i highly look forward to the season three because one and two Like you said, just lived up to each other Extremely well, the writing and the acting And everything held up So, keep it going We do have A little classic One has to go coming up next though So, switch gears for that guys
0: What you gonna pick Don't pick no stupid shit Because one Has to go
2: a
1: little uh, classic one has to go and i thought for the first round we would all throw out our picks of favorite hbo series one Ooh. of them one of them's got to kick bricks off the island so
0: Damn.
1: go through and remind everybody what ours were.
4: mine was the game of thrones mine was the, le- the leftovers i had the the righteous gemstones i had a kirby enthusiasm Mine was Entourage. Ooh, this is actually, it's going to be really hard.
1: I already know what I'm going to pick. This is a really hard choice because I fucking love this show and was obsessed with it. Don't it's do it, not, man. It's not as good as <laughs> the
3: rest, it, man. man. Johnny Chase. Oh. you off the movie,
1: bro. You're off was, the movie. Yeah, I and you nervous. got, to, and you got to
3: say Johnny Chase, Johnny Drama. You're kicking Johnny Drama off, man. dude. Turtle. Turtle. How many laughs? How many? Y'all got to get jobs. Back to the pizzeria, bitch. That movie
1: at the end. Oh. Yikes. It's, I'm sorry. I love it. I love man. the show. I'll say it
0: shamelessly. I'll watch the whole series again sometime in my life, I'm sure. But it's just not as good. Um, I'm going to jump in and sometimes listeners don't like this, but I base my opinion off what I have not seen. And sadly, I have not watched Curb Your Enthusiasm.
3: What? Oh,
0: what that what, 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 what? I know it was like Damn, you know, dude. I, just, I, I felt Steve's disappointment before I, I have set. to say
3: cute, to the listeners music, I don't dude. I don't, bom, I don't want to mislead our audience out there but I've only seen like a little bit more than season one so I'm Dude, and it's iconic it's a great show it's iconic but I've watched Entourage I feel I've like this
2: comedy is so up your guys' alley like dude I know one dude, I know. just like I recommend White Lotus you guys gotta watch Caribbean Enthusiasm and now now that i've, I've watched said it. it we got to watch it i got to
0: watch it larry oh, david i do
3: enjoy man. it man i just it's like one of those things where i watched the first season i binged it i loved it and then i just fell out of it and i mm-hmm. i haven't returned back
2: there's like 30 minute but episodes it's... and once you get to like jb smooth mm-hmm. in it he's hilarious too My i do love
3: some uh jb smooth man he's always fucking hilarious <laughs> but for me man what was uh what was your um selection steve what'd you pick
0: Herbie enthusiasm. Are you
3: paying Herbie attention, yes. man? <laughs> who did, who, who, who did, no, because there, there was there was one out there that I don't. I haven't. Maybe watched, the leftovers was, uh,
0: is what I chose.
3: Yes, it was the leftovers, dude. I, going I was thinking off of about it. The same with Al, man. Like I just haven't seen it, so mm. I'm gonna well, have the do yourself same a favor.
0: It's a fucking great show. You it is watch. amazing. Three Dang. seasons, sweet, beautiful, depressing,
4: depressing. Hoop. Don't yeah.
0: be. Don't watch it. Like
4: hey. Yeah. Quick, uh, quick synopsis. Damn. I've never seen it either. It. What, what, what is it about? Basically, a
0: third or almost. It's
4: like half ten, of It's the, like five yeah. percent. It's a very small number. But it's yeah,
3: basically so. it's it's basically about the day after Thanksgiving. Five percent of the population passes family. out.
0: Five percent of the population disappears like that. Just, just you know, like second coming type, revelation situation. Just drop nothing happens you don't and then from there it's it's everybody pretty much figuring out what the fuck just happened because nothing happened after that it's just it just happened everybody goes on with their lives it it follows
1: a family a few years after this event happened and no one knows why it happened and Mm -hmm. you know you know you never get an explanation of why it happened the showrunner said from the beginning like you're never gonna know yeah why it happened or where they went it's kind of like the like dealing with the existential crisis that they're dealing Mm -hmm. with type shit. And it's just how people live in this world afterwards. Some people think that like, The rapture happened and they weren't chosen by God. Some people think like alien, like people just have weird theories and and then you just have to go on
4: like, how do you just go to work tomorrow? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Great acting. Thank you guys for that quick synopsis. I'll I'll keep that one. Um, I did watch Entourage. I did enjoy it, but I would say compared to the rest, I know I haven't seen Leftovers, but it sounds really fucking intense and good. So I'm about to throw Entourage off the island, my friend. What was your pick, Vig? Uh, the Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. that's. A- I can't vote that <laughs> off. Never mind. Never <laughs> mind. <laughs> that's
2: a good one. That was my runner-up. Hmm. Well, I've never seen The Leftovers. Entourage I watched, but it was kind of like at the start of like when HBO was really picking up with its shows. And I would say The Leftovers, um, but just so no one votes for a Curb anymore, I'm going to take uh, Entourage. Mm. Wow, you guys are all so gay, man! I'm <laughs> Entourage
0: was
3: good. Uh, I but would it's take leftovers. Sure. I will say,
0: it's, it's I will say, Entourage
3: is—it's uh, a little bit of a, a nostalgia show, though, too. Like for it the times, started like, out good. watching it. Yeah, like watching it as a younger. Dude, it was yeah. such a fucking dope when show. I, when Man, I was 20,
1: like, watching Johnny Chase just land hot girl after hot girl in L.A., I was like, I want to then this
3: guy. This show's well, awesome. Well, so, it was always so dope because you they were always riding high, and then they'd come down, and then he'd always bail them back out with, like, another big project that seemed to work. And you're like, it, yeah, the boys are back, baby.
1: It's an awesome early 20 jam show for sure. Well, sounds like Entourage is uh getting on the boat and leaving. Later. Right, I have another one for you guys, but it's going to be slightly different. Instead of sending someone off the island, in this hypothetical scenario, you have to be trapped on the island with one of these people. Who's it going to be? From the White Lotus, got three to choose from. Three really douchey guys, man. Who are you going to choose between? Shane, Cameron, or Jack? Now, who are you going to have the most fun with during this time? Who are you going to party with? Who's going to make you make bad decisions? I don't know. Who you guys choosing?
4: As much of a douche Becky is, I feel like Cameron would be the most tolerable out of them. Shane, fuck that guy. Uh, Jack's like in the middle, but I feel like Cam, you you at least have, you'll have fun with or, you know, be able to enjoy yourself. And yeah, he might try to overpower you in some sense, but, you know, just uh, just let us throw it at night if you need to.
3: I don't know. I think they're all going to be deceptive and try to be manipulative too. So it's like, this is a very hard one. Definitely. I think out of the three Shane would probably be the biggest bitch. He's definitely has a less experience like, uh, with the streets and with dealing with probably with fighting and
0: shit. So I'm going to pick Shane, man, for sure. Out of these guys. I, I got him mixed up Shane and Cameron. I think I'm going to go with fig on this one and Pick Cameron for sure. Like if as long as I'm not with somebody and he's trying to backstab me, probably have a good time. I mean, you know, I'm a married man, happily married, but in a hypothetical world, <laughs> if we were partying with a couple hookers and I was single, hey, it was a good time. Babe, hey. if you're listening to hey, this, hey, I love you very much. I'm glad <laughs> hey. that there's
4: uh hookers on the deserted island, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got, you guys down to potty? <laughs> it's potty.
3: Hold up the special K. <laughs> <laughs>
4: i think i'd go with shane
2: as well i mean like any situation you might get into Cameron's just going to be your competition and look to one-up you in every way shane i don't think you're going to do that and you can probably take advantage of that guy yourself true that Ooh, i was gonna i was gonna be that's a good point wild card
1: and go with jack and say that you know if he's not trying to fucking actively murder plot you uh, he might be a cool guy to party with. You never know. Maybe he could pulse the women too. But for the sake of not doing a tie, I'm also going with Steve's logic of Shane. I feel like
3: I could uh, be in control of the situation more. So might have a better time. He seems like somebody definitely that you might be able to manipulate for sure he's not as
4: smart as the other two not oh, as yeah. savvy yeah and i feel like jack just uh the bigger brute of them all he, you're not gonna you're not gonna overpower him
3: jack might do some raping i don't know is that <laughs> wrong i'm might, say might get a little raped? No. no not at all
4: he's got some
1: demons to deal with for sure that one he was in a oh is it a deep hole, a deep <laughs> hole. you don't know what it's like being <laughs> that deep in the hole Love your uncle so, so uh, deep. <laughs> so, so Jack uh and Cameron are gone. Shane, yeah, are,
3: damn, here to stay, bud. Shane's on the island. You have made it, but you—you you at least he's probably the most—he's probably the most insufferable, but he's probably the easiest to deal he with. Won't you let things kill go him if we have to. You. This is the White Lotus. He holds man. a
1: grudge, definitely. yeah um so for the for our last one has to go i figure we could all throw out a location where we would think be a cool place for a season of the white lotus to take place um for me i'm gonna start off and say greece man i think that would be a cool one that would be another culture you could kind of tie into and make it different enough from italy to have a cool season even though they're in you know the same area uh i really enjoy that like that mediterranean feel so I'm going
4: Greece. Nice. I would say for myself, it would be Germany, man. And during Oktoberfest and having them all be kind of mingling around during the Oktoberfest events. So Germany for myself. Damn, you want up move to an event, dude. Shit.
0: I uh I didn't want to overthink it. So I'm just gonna go with my hometown. And
2: I think Las Vegas might be a Ooh. pretty intense
0: season. Yeah.
2: For sure. Dude, that'd be a cool one, man. For sure. Hmm. It's kind of hard. Like if I think of something like the Caribbean, uh, it might be similar to Hawaii. If I go like something in Europe, maybe too similar to uh Sicily. So kind of a cheat, but maybe on like a cruise ship.
4: Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, I could see him doing that for sure. Someone's definitely going overboard, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, nice. And you can have like your different excursions, right, when they go off to, based on the location. Yeah, that'd All be right. really
3: cool one, man. I was going to say, I know they're not the world's favorite right now, but Russia, dude, could be cool. Or just anywhere Eastern European, I guess, you know, out there somewhere, maybe like Estonia or something. But um, yeah, I think they could get into some weird shit if they did that. But We'll see where they're going to take it. Well, I hate <laughs> to do it to you, Ow. Y'all oh, thought I was going to say Russia. Oh, oh we did. Oh, we did. Uh, okay. You know,
1: I just, I want to see some, I've never seen Russia. I've seen Vegas. So I would like to see it in a, what to me would be like a, an exotic locale. For sure. For sure. Though, though like maybe, you know, Peter like Dave for... said, Estonia
0: or somewhere, maybe not in Russia right now. You mm-hmm. know, okay? Ukraine. In uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, in not modern times, I don't know. No, I'm gonna go with myself. I'm gonna vote myself. Don't, off do, it. Wow. <laughs> don't do it! Don't
2: do it! He hasn't I done agree. it in a while. He it's hasn't done while, it in a yeah. while. If everybody you didn't had think it. your choice was the best.
0: Well, but I did until everybody made the point of <laughs> the exoticness behind it. But to other people, this place would be exotic. That's I'm true. Only true. It was to me,
3: it. you know. They and they could shoot it in a way. To make it look like really cool still, too, I feel like. Or even make it look a little
0: seedier than these e, other places yeah, do. Yeah, that yeah. could play into the season. Well, in that case, then Greece would have to go. Ooh. <laughs> I,
3: did feel like it, I did feel like it'd be a little too
0: similar to Italy, but. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. Be, be I, re- I respect
4: it. Hmm. So we have we have Greece on the chopping block. We have Vegas on the chopping block. Um,
1: We also have Russia on the chopping block. We're all thinking it, man. We're all thinking
2: it.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, Russia would be interesting. I mean, at first I was like, oh, maybe something I wouldn't pick. But when you said it, Chris, I was like, yeah, that that is interesting. So I guess maybe out of all of them, I guess Vegas would still be pretty enticing. But, you know, something we're familiar with. So I would probably go Vegas myself just because of the 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 interesting factor it's there but maybe not quite like the rest whatever <laughs>
3: <laughs> i i think too like um for for how big russia is depending on where they filmed it dude like visually it would look pretty wild but also um for that reason i probably will just say vegas as well dude <laughs> just because i do love how they shoot the the scenes of just the you know, the scenery and everything yeah. surrounding these areas, I've never, I'm not familiar with. So that would be, the, main reason. But be I, the best. I do think, though, Vegas would be fucking wild if they announced that. Like they could do something really crazy. Season six, it.
1: maybe. We'll see. Like Steve said with Japan, it would be cool to see like places you're familiar
2: with and to see how they portrayed them or how they use them. That part would be, would be cool about it for sure. Yeah, I'd probably go to Vegas as well. But uh, just because you said, Dave, like I'm trying to think, okay, they're, Leaving the hotels, where are they going? You know, right? So, uh, what do they show? Just hotel shots, little
3: face. darlings, exactly. baby, <laughs>
2: just the strip shot every time. Yeah,
3: so you saw, uh, I mean, you know, well, I'm somebody sorry. was murdered on the big shot. That's how it opens.
1: <laughs> sorry to my hometown of Las Vegas, but uh, you have to we got to put the whole city on ship and fucking send it out of here, man.
0: We're hanging out with Cameron and Jake, man, whatever. <laughs> have fun cameron and jack in vegas dude jack, that sounds sorry. like rub Cam-
3: oh my god <laughs> and you have to be fully on board for the experience you're so, gonna get into some shit some, some wild times some wild times man <laughs> all
1: right guys well that was another great uh one has to go as well as another
0: great things we dig podcast man thank you all have a great night later days my friends adios friends peace